This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is live from Uman. Don't ask how we got here, but we got here. Today's class is Daniel, success in your Also, the Schut of the Asulan family, which we're here in their apartment giving this class. And may Hashem help us all that we should have an amazing, amazing year. And today we're going to talk about expanded consciousness. One of the things of coming to uh, Rabbi Nachman, the reason why we come here is because when we come here, we recognize. Not only do we recognize, but we, 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 we grasp the energy of Rav Nachman, which Rav Nachman 101 is expanded consciousness. Expanded consciousness is the ability to see the big picture in life. This is ultimately what we have to get to. We're going to talk about how to get there. The book that we're going to talk about from is this book called Tefillin, which talks about the, con- the, the how to get there. And this is really, really, I want, to, I want to show you guys the difference between the Hasidic way of getting expanded consciousness and the regular way of getting consciousness. Because remember, I could take drugs and change my consciousness in two minutes. But really, there's a, there's a process that how we get there. Today also, we're going to talk about since the energy of um, the day itself that we can rectify is Tamus, which Tamus is connected to the energy of cancer. And this is where cancers are very sensitive, they're obsessed with the past, they're, they're very reserved, needy, and secure. So this is an area today that we have to work on emotional intelligence. It's one thing to have intelligence, one thing is to have emotional intelligence. It's not the same today, clearly. We know very intelligent people, but when things don't go their way, they cry like a two-year-old baby. So intelligence is not really... Um, it's good to have it, but if you don't have emotional intelligence, it's pretty much worthless. And I can, we can all recognize that by what's going on in the current world today. You try to talk to people, very intelligent, Harvard, this, yeah, you're wrong here. They just scream back at you. Just to show you, emotional intelligence and intelligence is not the same. That means our intelligence does not become flourished if we don't have, our, if we don't put our creator, if we don't give kavod to the creator. This is exactly what Rosh Hashanah is about giving honor to God, not taking our honor ourselves. That means our honor is based on our ability to submit before a creator versus their honor is, oh, I'm intelligent, what do I need God for? I got it, I'll figure it out. And Rosh Hashanah is actually completely fixing that because the problem in Rosh Hashanah came when man was born. When man was born, Eve tried to take control. She tried to take the intelligence from herself. So the minute we try to go take intelligence for ourselves, the minute we try to take control of things, basically it's the first way to create chaos in your life. To the extent that you have more control in your life, the more control you want to do, control things in life, the more things will go chaotic in your life. To the extent that you let God control your life, the, things, the more things will go back in order. That is ultimately what we're here to rectify. So what he talks about here, which is really beautiful, is man's whole task in this world is to get the same knowledge that he had when he was a baby. When we, when, we, when we were a child, we knew the whole Torah before we came out of the womb. And all of a sudden, we got, our sages say that the, an angel came, he put it in a form between our lips, and we forgot everything. Our job in this world is to grasp, is to get back to that light where we could see from the one end to the world to the other end of the world. Obviously, 
our whole struggle today is knowledge, is, is getting back to that perspective, changing perspective. And what he calls it, Rav Nachman, is, is expansion of consciousness. Rav Nachman 101, if I could refer to you as Rav Nachman, what, what, what was he known for? He's known for the ability of Netzach. Netzach means endurance. Netzach means having the ability to see the whole picture. It's one thing to see practically in our relationships. We know that we're going to have arguments. We know we're going to go through ups and downs. But if we, if we, if we look at it through an expansion of consciousness, we are looking at the whole picture. We're not, we're not saying that because I had a... My relation, my, I had a problem, in my, I had a fight in my relationship, my relationship is worthless. No, we're looking at the big picture. These are, these are growing pains, these are contractions. An expanded consciousness, you look through within, you see the whole picture. And an expanded consciousness, in a mochum in gadlut, in where it's not an expanded consciousness, then we're always focusing on, the, on ourselves. Why am I going through this? Why am I going through this fight? Why did I get such a wife? Why did I go through this? It becomes self versus looking at the big picture. So what he's saying here is the difference between expanded consciousness has really no connected to altered state of consciousness. So you see today a lot of videos today on how to get altered state of consciousness, right? By breathing, by um, drugs, marijuana, all this is it will all change your consciousness. What happens? It gets rid of the ego. When a person takes the drugs, it gets rid of the ego, so he feels an artful state of consciousness. Just like we gave this example many times, let's say you have social anxiety, you, you know, you don't want to walk into a party, you take two, three drinks, next thing you know, you're in an altered state of consciousness, but you're not in Mohab Gadlut. You're not in an expanded consciousness. You're in altered state of consciousness. That is what we're trying, that's what the world is t- teaching you. Just put a bandage on a bullet wound. It's not giving you expansion where you see, oh my God, I grew from this. I'm a different person from this. It's just teaching you, listen, right now you have, you have no air in your tire. Your tire's flat. Let me fill it up for you. And then you're always frustrated what keeps them becoming flat again. Remember, big difference. So with the world, without the proper patience and developing and working through a situation, growing through it, all you do is get an altered state of consciousness versus an expansion of consciousness. Expansion of consciousness is when you see the problem becomes the solution. Altered state of consciousness, you're just trying to change your mood, you're trying to change your mind. Big difference, because if you don't have the patience to develop that, all you're doing is going for the quick, for the quick hits. Okay, so you made money on a deal, you feel good for two hours, next thing you know, you feel like to yourself again. And this is where the world is off. It's, it's just a quick fix. And if we, don't, if we live in that mindset, I just need a quick fix. Like a dog, you have a two-minute video for me. You have, this is just, you want to alter it. I'm talking about expansion. Completely different. And this is where Mohem Gadlut, when he speaks about Mohem Gadlut, this is, and this is very connected to when the Jews were in uh, Egypt, they were completely, completely in a, they didn't see that they were supposed to get taken out of Egypt. This is actually happening for them. They were too involved in a, um, in Mochim Kadnut. Mochim Kadnut means, Mochim Kadnut. Mochim means your brain, your consciousness. Kadnut means small. Expansion. Gadlut means big. Our whole job is to go from the Kadnut to the, go, to the, to the uh, Kadnut to God, Gadlus. 
small to big. This is, I speak about this many times, it's practically going from the Dalit to the hay. Dalit, originally, the, uh, the hay itself is God's name. yud ke vav last hay. But what happens is, is we're not, when we're not thinking the right way, that becomes a Dalit. So that Dalit, you, you, you're basically disconnecting from God, because God, it, you're in Dalut. The word Dalit means Dalut, poor, poor knowledge. Your job is to go take that Dalit, and bring it back into the hay. An example would be like, you're judging somebody, right? And you, and you feel like that guy, you have resentment towards that person because you're judging them. And then you, you come to understand, wow, I didn't understand how much issues they went through in their life. And, and that's why they're acting that way. So all of a sudden, instead of judging them, you start now understanding them. Your feeling about them changes from, uh, let's say, animosity to love. What did you just do? You went from the dollar to the hay. Practical examples is, is when we change the way we look at people, we change the way we look at things. We bring back that. But what Rabbi Nachman tells us is something very deep, which I, luckily I was in a flight uh, to Turkey, and my wife, I wasn't working, and nothing was working. So I, I was forced to study for five hours, which was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. But that's my problem, is concentration. But I was able to read this whole thing. And he says something very beautiful. He's saying, when we get into an expanded consciousness... The way we get through this is through prayer, study, contemplation. That's how we're, get, we're able to get it. Faith is just the bridge to get there. The reason why, when we're going through a situation in our lives, faith, just, faith gives, is the bridge to get to the situation. That means without faith, I can't even get to the situation. There's not, I'm not going to get through faith right away. I'm not going to get to expand the conscious right away. First, I need faith to basically take the battery out of the ego. Because when I have faith in something, it no, I'm no longer controlling it. I'm letting go and I'm surrendering to a bigger picture. So this is why we need faith. Faith gets you to expand the consciousness eventually. Without faith, we can never even get there. Without faith, all you're doing is altering your consciousness versus expanding it. And this is where he's saying, Mochim Kadzit is in a higher level than faith. faith. Faith comes to you, the minute I have faith, then I have to develop my mind, then I have to pray for knowledge, and then I get there. You understand? Faith, the minute you have faith, the more you'll surrender to it, then you will pray for knowledge. 150 guests coming in every minute. So we're trying to do as best as we can. So bottom line is in an expansion of consciousness, First, I start with, with the problem itself. First, I have to have Muna to get me to the bridge. Then, knowledge comes to me as I develop and ask God humbly to find meaning in the situation. Then, I get expanded consciousness. But I can't, expanded consciousness is not a, it's not a temporary member. It's not a membership forever. That means it gets taken, it gets removed from you also. You understand? We constantly go from knowing to not knowing, knowing to not knowing. And this is the reason why is to force us to depend on our Creator, because if not, we would just be arrogant as I know everything, what do I need my Creator for? So Rabbi Nachman would always, this, his concept of always starting over and over again, and, then he, and he says something very beautiful. He says, I saw this with the Rebbe over and over again. At one moment, he was in such a spiritual height, and the next moment, he was completely dejected and miserable. How in the world can you go from saying the most unbelievable Chiddush to all of a sudden saying you don't know anything? Because he hit a new level, but it was taken away from him. To, in order to get to a new higher level, and this is very common when I see this. When I, when, one time I'll give, 
a really good class and I feel great about the class and I feel so next thing, you know, an hour later, I feel like completely dejected. I, I don't know what was happening. I'm like, I just gave a wonderful class. Should be super happy. It's because you just reached a new level of knowledge. Now it gets taken away from you to develop a newer level of knowledge. So the, basically your whole life is constantly yearning to get newer, 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 uh, newer, newer conceptions of God. The more you think you know everything, the more, how can I leave space for my creator if I know everything? So it forces you to empty, to regain. Empty to regain. So we shouldn't be upset when we do feel, and this is so important to understand this, because if we think, oh my God, I was doing really good for two, three days, next thing you know, I feel completely, now you're getting to a new level of knowledge. And if we don't understand this, we lose our humility and we don't depend on God. Let's say I figured out, I learned a great book on marriage and my marriage is going great for two weeks. And next thing you know, the marriage looks again like, uh, looks again like it was before. It's only to get me to a higher level of knowledge. But if we don't understand this mentality, we're thinking, oh my God, I, just, I thought I was doing great for two weeks. Next thing you know, I'm back at, I'm back at zero again. We feel dejected and we feel miserable like nothing is going to work. Opposite, you're actually reaching a newer high. And this could be completely, completely, if it's not explained well, people can get extremely, extremely discouraged constantly from this area of not knowing that this is actually a reborn. And what he's saying here is, it was exactly what Rabbi Nachman says, he constantly said, I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. Even though just a moment before, he revealed the powerful teaching. How could he say he knows nothing? Only a, mount, 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 a moment later, he went through the same cycle over and over again. And this is exactly what Rabbi Nachman constantly says, knowing to not knowing. Knowing because he couldn't handle staying on the same level. If you told a performer, you, this is the level you're staying. If you tell everybody, you're only staying at, your business is only growing up for 4% a year. He would have a heart attack. It would be, it's abnormal for us to be comfortable in our spiritual growth. So what happens? If we're, we're not going to grow, the growth is going to come from above to wake you up. But the fact that you don't want to grow spiritually, you, you can never make the new start. Because in order to make a new start, you have to be broken to recognize you know nothing. Then you're able to seek it. So when you told all these bursars you can't go to Uman, there's no, there was no such thing as, what are you talking about? This is the beginning. This is the beginning of the invitation. And this is where the customer, the sale begins when the customer says no. When the, when the, when the person says no, that's when you start beginning. That's you beginning to sell. And this is where the secret to life is to constantly making these new starts. Because when you get to knowledge, you're going to recognize, oh my God, that dejection is going to feel, that it's normal to feel the drop after you feel the high. And how you handle that, those ups and downs, is how you handle, is where the, where you're, you're, whether you're resilient today or not. And this is why Rabbi Nachman is not referring to, Netzach means endurance. Just like you're in a marathon, it's about the endurance. It's about the long picture. It's not about the, I need to alter my consciousness. It's about, I need to build my consciousness. And the more you build it, the more, the more you go through this process, the higher you're getting in your knowledge, but at the same time, you're going to get tested the same way. So it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, just like the weightlifter is not getting, is not, you know, he's, he's, now he's got to pick up 400 pounds, 500 pounds. Before, 200 pounds was the issue, but now it's a much, much better. And this is where we have to have patience. And he's saying here, the most important thing is you have to have patience for this concept. Because if, if you're always trying to begin again, the next thing you know, you fall, you have to recognize that it's just temporary. 
Do you understand? I, all of a sudden, I feel great. Next thing you know, my knowledge gets taken away from me. Now I have to have patience to go back into Emunah again and to go develop in prayer again and then constantly going through, this, through these steps. And this is what happens when we put on, the tefill, or when we put on our tefillin. That gives us already expanded consciousness. The reason why we want to put on tefillin is because when we put on tefillin, just like you, the first thing you do is when you wake up is you put on tefillin. It's because you're actually getting the, the tefillin itself have the power to brighten up your mind and give you expanded consciousness. So there's some so certain things that we could do just physical, like eating on Shabbat, that that could be a vessel for, for blessing. The same thing, physically putting on tefillin has the ability to open up your mind. So this is where you, you see this. When people start falling out, when they start something happens, what are the first thing they do? They stop putting on tefillin. That means they're mocham. That means they're telling you they're, they're not interested in the growth. They're 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 blaming God. So this is a sign. And what do you think Chabad does? Puts the blood on the head. Because without the antenna, how are you getting the the download of the of the of of the uh, of the consciousness? And this is where you need patience. The reason why Rabbi Na, why, why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to get to to Eretz Yisrael is because he developed he knew the concept of patience. And without patience today, we are too, we blame ourselves too much for the situations. You have to recognize it's okay. I just got to a higher level of consciousness. Next thing you know, I feel completely off. You have to have patience for that process. And if you don't have patience for the process, you start blaming yourself. You start, oh, I didn't do this right. I didn't do that right. And you start self-incriminating. No, you have to enjoy the struggle sometimes because the struggle is creating a new the struggle is creating a new pathway for, for growth. And this is where he's saying here that there's no such thing as, as despair. Don't get old in an, in an unholy sense. That means the idea that we've grown old in our sins. Sometimes people say, how can I change now? I've grown so old in this. I've been addicted for 10 years. How can I grow? That's just your story. Your story is you never renewed yourself. So it, it, it's not that I can never... Either I'm constantly getting younger or I'm constantly getting older spiritually. We look at, you know, we just prayed, uh, it's, you know, you see 75-year-old Brussels that have the energy that 18-year-olds don't have in Manhattan. Do you understand? How is a 75-year-old guy waking up at three o'clock in the morning to pray and you can't get these teenagers out of bed? Is it, is it age? Consciousness. Energy comes from consciousness. It's not, from, it's not an age thing. They are very young. Rav Nachman told us constantly, don't get old. Don't ever get old. It doesn't mean in age. It means in knowledge. The fact that I'm always reborn, how can I be old? And wh- where do we constantly say this? We say this constantly when we're connecting to David. What, did, what was the, David Melch known for? David Melch was known for David Melch Israel Hayukayam. David Melch Israel Hay Hayukayam. He always lived forever. What was the concept of David Melch Israel? He should have never even been, been created. He was he was supposed to be an, uh, 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 he was supposed to be a um, uh, an aborted feces. He was just supposed to go for a second, but what happened? He got seventy years from Adam, and Adam did the opposite. He he didn't renew himself. So the 70 years were given to David and David's whole concept of David, even though he was going through everything about his life, every, he could have had a million and a half ways to be depressed, but all he was doing was recreating. Every day he, he 
crack of dawn, all of a sudden he started praising God for all his troubles. He was never, he never stayed in the past. Imagine if David stayed in the past for one second, he would have been finished. His son's after him. There was no shortage of problems. But he constantly was able to renew himself, David Melech, and that's where David Melech is, when we're connecting ourselves, we say David lives forever. Because David should have been knocked out mentally. And this is a lesson for us. When we're going through life and we stay in the past, we can't, re- re- we can't recommit. So there's a time in life to go to excessive therapy and there's a time to just restart. Rabbi Nachman says that there's a great value of also forgetting. You also have to forget and restart. Nobody says you have to fix the past all the time. Sometimes you have to restart. And if you, this concept today is, is not really, the, uh, it's too much, okay, I need to process it over and over again. There's a, a process, reflect, and then you have to pull the, pull the, pull the, you have to put the gas on. The brakes to reflect, but then you have to put the gas on. And this is where today, you have to ask yourselves, how much of it are we renewing ourselves? How much are we renewing our concept? For, for David really had no life at all. He was too pure for the world. He was supposed to be a stillborn child. If not, Adam gave him the 70 years. And this is where David and Melech says, David lived forever. David lived with the concept that I was just born today. Every single moment was born in his life. The aborted child had no life and had to receive new life through God's love and kindness. This is how David David lived 70 years, fighting his whole life because he was constantly renewed. And we know that Rabbi Nachman comes from a descendant of David Melech. He comes from a descendant. So Rabbi Nachman knew already the struggle of David Melech. He had it in him. And he knew no matter what he went through in his life, he was expanded consciousness, it got taken away from him. Rebegin, expanded consciousness. And this is why he died at 38 years old. There was nothing left. He couldn't, there was no more levels. It was finished. Game's over. He couldn't reach. There was no higher level for him to reach. It's not that he died because he tuberculosis. He died because he couldn't, he, the world to him was that, nothing else to, 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 to accomplish. These tzaddikim, they passed away early because there's nothing left to do for that. The people cannot handle their energy at this moment. So why we come to Rabbi Nachman, why you see people you know, taking, you know, sitting in customs for seven hours and, 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 and the struggle to get here is because this is all about renewal. Everything good in your life comes because you've renewed yourself constantly. And everything that's today that's not, that there's no energy is because we're stuck in the past. So why we're so connected to these tzaddikim is because these people, we see a light greater than anything. We see a light of renewal. We see a light of hope. We see a light of that things can be changing every moment. We see, we're living in an expanded consciousness. And, and, when, and when we lose it, the consciousness, we're not getting depressed and, and getting uh, upset and blaming the world. We're saying the light's going to come right back again. The fact that I lost the light doesn't mean I'm a bad person. The fact the light is I'm preparing for new light that I would have never gotten, which is a completely different psychology today. You don't have light? Well, what's wrong with you? Something must be wrong with you. No, it's sometimes because you've reached a higher light, you have to go down in order to preserve humility and to develop a relationship with your creator. The minute I start letting knowledge get to my head and thinking that I got it in the back and I'm going to control things is the beginning of lack of renewal. Because how could you renew? You have to make yourself empty in order to get, to get filled. But if you're so full, then how could you? You can't grow. We can't remain hungry. 
And this is what our message is. When we connect to the David, when we connect to Rav Nachman, when we connect to David Melech, this is the concept of constant renewal. This is why we're crazy enough to come to Oman. Because we get the energy for the whole year of constant renewal. And I think we've seen that in our classes. People that are impressive, they don't quit. They don't quit. It's not an option because they know this is part of the process. But when you're not connected to these teachings sometimes, then things didn't go my way, something's wrong with me, low self-esteem, feel dejected, etc. And it's completely the opposite. And just before we, we finish this, he talks about that the, the struggle that a person goes through when he's into that. And remember, in order for me to now, anytime I'm going through, through a test and I'm growing through a new challenge, there's always that space that I have to pass through. And that space is created, is called the vacated space, right? Something happens, you give it the proper meaning, and that's where a person has the doubts. He doesn't have the doubts when, he's in, when he has clarity. He has the doubts in that space. And that space itself is, is where a malik begins. A malik is all the doubts. So when a person's getting tested, he has to remain firm that it's just a test also. He shouldn't look at that space Oh my God, I'm getting punished, I'm getting tested. Because that space can create, if a person gives the wrong meaning to that situation, then that space itself can be all of a sudden a space of destruction instead of a space of, of expansion. That space itself is created to, to build. And this is where he's saying here, and if you look at what, what the world is, again, this is not an abortion topic, but I'm, I'm not, we're not going politically, obviously. But the purpose of you having children is to give them, to carry out your knowledge to the world. You have children, you're supposed to teach them so they can carry out God's knowledge. The more people have knowledge, the more godliness in the world, the more God's name gets enhanced. The more God's name is enhanced, the more the purpose of creation is created. The more people get to know God, the more the reason the world is created. So if you see today why so many women have a hard time giving birth, you know, you see today uh, vitro, people have... It's because it's not that the child is wrong. There's, there's potential, so much potential good there. But the Yitzhahara doesn't want you to have the children. Evil inclination does not want you to have the children. That's why there's so much of a struggle today with, with children. And some women don't have children, want to have children at all. How are you going to bring that knowledge out? Your life in this world is not to live here, live on vacation all day long. It's to, it's to procreate and carry out God's knowledge. But the minute you see today... Oh, I want a career. I don't want to have any children. You, you missed out on the whole purpose of creation. And you see today where Europe, where people don't want to have kids, and, and they, they, they can't carry out knowledge. So what's the purpose? So having the difficulties in pregnancies and having difficulties giving birth, you should say that there's a big reason. It's because that's really, really, the Yates of Heart doesn't want you to have children. And you have to, that's why a lot of you, people need a lot of strength when they can't have children and they're really trying to have children, they shouldn't fight, they shouldn't stop trying. Because it could be that that, per, that child has a tremendous amount of light, you know? And worse, when people, God forbid, don't want to have children at all and they're just having, using sex as just a, too much physical without children, you could see why there's so much destruction. Because you're just, you're real, your whole goal is really to bring godliness to this world. And the way I could do that is, is by having children and carrying out your name, etc. So we have an obligation also to have children to carry out God's name. The more children, the more consciousness, the more awareness, etc. Imagine if your, wife, your mother didn't want to have you. 
you couldn't teach this. You couldn't be, you, just imagine if our parents were irresponsible and says, I don't want to have children. You could never help other people, etc. So this is a, it's such a very deep message. A very, very deep message. So again, remember that your whole point is, is, is not to get affected by the, the, the concept of, of a cancer energy of just things don't go your way, you get discouraged. Re-begin. Restart. Just like Rav Nachman. And it's normal that you should have an expansion consciousness. Let's say a couple works out their issues. Then they'll have a, a good relationship for, let's say, two, three weeks or, two, or a month, whatever. And then all of a sudden you get that drop. And then that has to be rebuilt again. Because if once things get too good, our job in life is, what do we do? We take it for granted and we become comfortable. And that is the beginning. When you, when you become comfortable, you stop yearning. And when you stop yearning, then, then you never get to new levels of perspective. You become old. Comfortable, you become old. So God creates so much friction and creates so much pressure for us to constantly seek and constantly yearn as long as we're moving. But when you stop moving, you're asking for an invitation to trouble because your creator has to keep you moving. So this is why we have to thank God for our problems. We have to thank him for our wake-up calls. This is not to medicate your problems or medicate. It's, it's to get yourself to move. <laughs> it's our, he's teaching us here. The whole purpose is, is, is to get, stand new levels. And you can't do that by medicating pain. You have to do that by growing through the pain and, and, and letting that pain be part of you. And the way to do that is by having faith, because faith gets you. Faith is the bridge between what happened, process it, developing the new level, crying out, then the new consciousness comes to you. And then it gets taken away from you. And then you start all over again. But you're always growing. And growth leads to happiness. But when we go through that problem in our life, then we don't have faith. Growth is gone. Avoiding pain stops the growth. And this is the whole concept of the film, which is a mind-blowing thing. I mean, I could be here for hours. And Hashem help us all that we should all grow through everything and really, really take this, this constant uh, need for, for new consciousness. Have a great day.